Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conspiracy Pill, the mostly hinged conspiracy podcast. I'm your host, PJ Williams, and with me, as always, is Abby Libby. Abby, how you doing today? I am good. Guess what I just noticed? What did you just notice? YouTube just placed a warning on our video. Of course it did. <laughs> we haven't even started talking yet. We haven't scared. even started, but they're like, yeah, you can't talk about that uh, large. Well, what are we talking about? <laughs> we are talking for as long about as we're on YouTube CERN and the Large Hadron Collider and a whole bunch of other creepy stuff that surrounds it. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> it's funny. We were both talking about how it's like, man, I feel like there's so much censorship going on around this, like more than I realized originally. It yeah. seems like, you know, the, the well, CERN, we're going to get into what it is, but you'd think that that topic of conversation, you know, a large scientific project in Switzerland wouldn't be. Uh, so it'd be something people would be proud yeah. to talk about. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Yeah, let me just read this warning. Um, Nine Watching Now started streaming four minutes ago. Is CERN opening a portal to hell? Our demonic rituals happen. <laughs> Wait, is that ours? Wait, what are we talking about? I think you might be, I don't know. <laughs> Something's weird. Anyway, yeah, I, might, I might be wrong. There might be, maybe well, look, YouTube just look, changed look. it. Yeah, maybe they did. But look, this is this is I'll just say this right now. This is a perfect time to let you guys know that this show not only streams on YouTube, but it streams on Odyssey and it streams on Rumble. Uh, you guys can listen to this on any of the podcasting, any place you can you know listen to podcasts. But at, at the end of every show, we go over to Rumble and we talk to the audience. We give you guys extra content and answer all your questions. So uh, we never know if we're going to be on YouTube for long. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's part of why wrong. we do that. I was wrong. YouTube didn't didn't put a warning up. Something about the bio has changed, so I yeah. Okay. Okay. Bad, well, whatever. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be super normal now. Okay. What is CERN? Yeah. Let's let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. So CERN is an acronym. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> So CERN is an acronym for, and this is in French, Conseil Européen pour la Recherche Nucléaire. That's way means, better than I could have done that. <laughs> Proud of you. European Council for Nuclear Research. So this is a, this is not just a single country. This is, this is a group of countries who have all joined together. There are 23 member states and then hundreds of other entities involved you know various universities around the world providing funding providing research uh one of one very involved group is uh the world economic forum shockingly <laughs> which is also in switzerland it, yeah yeah weird weird <laughs> uh, along with the un yeah weird pretty much every global entity that wants to control the world is located in one country and yeah yeah. yeah, and also like twenty five percent of of multinational banking, right? <laughs> but I'm sure it's just the Jews doing all that. It is I'm for sure. sure. It's just the Jews. Yeah, that's where that's where they're from, right? Is Switzerland? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, and Switzerland just conveniently sat out two world wars, but I'm sure it's and stole yeah. a bunch of Nazi gold. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure they're very nice people. Anyway, CERN has 3,000 employees, over 3,000 employees. It is a circle. The, the facility or the campus is a, is a circle, which is 17 miles in circumference. 
So it's, it's a pretty big area. It's right on the border between Switzerland and France. Right. You know, I'm sorry, just real quick. Have you ever read the book, The Circle? Because that's just what it makes me think of all of a sudden. I have not. It's basically it, like if the world was controlled by Facebook or Google. Uh, Google would be a better example. It's basically like if the world was controlled by Google and the campus is a giant circle. Was there a movie? I have no idea. I, I, I only heard about the book recently. It was a recommendation and I, I read it like two months ago. So I think I watched the movie. The book's probably better, but it usually is. So yeah, go ahead. 17 mile circle circumference campus. What else? Which it's already weird. Like right. what you it sounds like what they've done is super intentional. Like each of these details, super intentional. This is a this is a perfect circle of of what the land is for this company. I don't even know if we can call it a company, but what they are doing there ostensibly is nuclear particle physics. So they're smashing atoms together to discover more particles ostensibly. So, so really quick though, the nuclear part, isn't that like what the founding isn't, isn't no longer about nuclear research. Isn't it like, um, what would you call it? Like quantum physics research? Yeah, I would say. Well, Cause I, I mean, read that they were going to change the name, but it just didn't sound as good as CERN. Maybe. I think you blur the line when you're smashing atoms together anyway. So it's all kind of in the same. Right. Cause it started off, it started off after world war two with uh nuclear mm. research and then it okay. became like quantum research. Right. I, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So, so now they're, they're very focused on the, the tiny, tiny, tiny parts of the universe and their primary thing that we've all heard of is the large Hadron collider, which is the largest, um, what is it called? Thing where you smash atoms together? Yeah. So real truth, cactuses, nuclear and quantum physics are all interrelated. I, yeah. I figured I just I had heard somewhere that they were going to rename it like O-A-E-R or O-E-R-N and it just doesn't sound as good as CERN. Um, I don't know what O-E-R-N stands for because I still don't understand exactly what CERN stands for because I don't speak French, but it's, it's good enough. Yeah. Because French, French is weird because it's like it's spoken in a different order than right. English. So yeah. even if you translate each word, it doesn't quite Right. Work. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this particle accelerator. It's the largest in the world, and that's what they're using to discover these particles. And the big thing that they were doing um, for for many, many years was trying to find a particle called the Higgs boson. So a boson is a type of particle that carries force, and the Higgs boson was supposedly a particle that carried the force of mass. So... It was predicted in 1964 to exist. So pretty much any time after 1964, they're, they're looking for it. They're trying to prove it. And it's all very sciencey, but basically the particles make up this field called the Higgs field. And then any other particle that's traveling through the field is going to get its mass from how it interacts with the field. Yeah. It's, so Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So... It's basically nicknamed the God particle because nothing exists without it, basically. Yeah, I get the way I had heard it described, because like a lot of this stuff is weird. Like when we get into the Higgs boson particles and the Higgs field and uh, if we talk about catastrophic, 
catastrophic vacuum decay and things like that. They're all mm-hmm. really difficult concepts. So I was trying mm-hmm. to find the most simple explanations of them. And maybe this isn't the best one, but this is one I had heard from a scientist uh, in my research was that it's basically like if the world was covered in snow and some things are going to travel across the snow on skis, they're going to have less mass. And some things are going to travel through the snow with snowshoes. They're going to have like some mass, but not a ton of mass. And then there's, you know, particles are going to travel through like just in their tennis shoes. And they're going to have a lot of mass because they're trudging through the snow. So it's like the Higgs boson particles, the Higgs field is what gives every particle its mass, supposedly. Mm -hmm. So like it exists throughout everything and everywhere all the time. So it's kind of why it's called the God particle. But apparently, Mm -hmm. apparently scientists don't like the name, the God particle. This is just, this is fascinating to me. So Stephen Hawking wrote about this particle that in theory, there's a way that you could destabilize it. And if you did that, if you destabilized it, you could basically make the universe swallow itself into a vacuum. It just like, everything would stop existing all at once, basically. Well, destabilizing the thing that's in and throughout everything. Yeah, I would right. imagine that would do something bad. Yeah. So this, I just wanted to bring this up because I kept thinking of it while I was explaining the Higgs to myself. Right. But there's this set of verses in Acts 17 where Paul is talking to people in Athens. He's at the Areopagus. He's talking to really smart Greek people. And he's trying to witness to them and tell them about God and tell them about Jesus and trying to meet them where they're at and and bring them to his point of view. And so he's saying, the God who made the world and everything in it, being the Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man. And he's saying this like right in front of a temple. Nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is not actually far from each one of us for, and then here he quotes a piece of Greek poetry. In him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said. And I don't know why, but when I when I think of the Higgs particle, it's like without this, we don't have like mass. We don't even exist. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's not a, that's not a strong connection. I was just I just like that. No, it's good. It's good. I feel like you know, there's a lot of times where people will look at science and uh, religion, or science and and spirituality and faith, and try to find uh, them at odds. And I feel like the more that I study science, the more that I really understand, like the, the universe is created by it, by, you know, there's a, there's a really good book I've, I've recommended a few times called, uh, is atheism dead. And it's basically like explaining everything like the big bang and all this stuff. Uh, there's, there's this theory called, um, Oh, what's it called? I always call it the Goldilocks theory, but that's not what it's called. Uh, fine tuning where it's basically like, right. yes, like every little thing, like when you add it up, like mathematically, it's impossible that the earth exists without some some creative force. So, yeah. So when I look at stuff like the Higgs boson, I'm like, of course, there would be something that would like move through it out like all matter and being, you know, like a, a particle or a field or something that that would uh, affect everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go ahead. All right. I'm not going to lie. I'm like really keyed up. Like yeah. <laughs> the adrenochrome episode was hard. Like it was awful, but I am like out of breath, freaked out by this episode. And I, 
Yeah, guys. So trying, guys. We're, we're getting into it. It's look, we're both down a rabbit hole. So we're trying to like get into the science, into the the facts of the case. But this is this one's gonna get weird. Let's just put it that way. It's gonna get yeah. weird. There's a lot of crazy stuff coming up. There's videos, there's stuff that is just undeniably strange. There's revelation, there's prophecy, there's <laughs> portals and and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, we're getting into it. So so bear with us. But yeah, it's I'm a little yeah. keyed up too. I the more I've dug into this rabbit hole, the more I'm like, holy shit. Like this is some crazy this is some heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a, a Twitter thread from uh, an account called Storm. From Storm. That talks a little yes. bit about CERN. This is just a random guy on Twitter. He shares some pictures. He says the Large Hadron Collider, LHC, is located on the French-Swiss border outside Geneva. This is the world's biggest particle collider, uh, 27 kilometers of tunnels, based at the CERN facility. The Higgs boson, a.k.a. God particle, was discovered back in 2012. So 2012 is when they finally found this particle that they were looking for. And the director for research and scientific computing at CERN was named Sergio Bertolucci, and he said, he said, out of this door might come something, or we may send something through it. That's not, that's not ominous and creepy at all. <laughs> A scientist that's in charge of this facility said that. Said, yeah, we might open a door and let something through. Remember, you, you know, all those those people that are like these crazy conspiracists are saying that the they may be opening a door. And then it's like, well, the the guy, like the dude, he said it too. He said it out loud. Yeah. But of course, Snopes had to fact check this. I love Snopes. Snopes is the best for fact checking. And like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Snopes. If you guys have not spent time with Snopes, they'll literally do fact checks where it's like, uh, did you know, did Steven say he likes apples? Fact check, false. He said he likes apples and bananas. Like that's Snopes level of fact checking a lot of the time. So take so them with stupid. a grain of salt. But yeah, I love I love the Snopes fact check on this. Like, no, CERN didn't open a portal to another dimension in July 2022. <laughs> Thanks, Snopes. Now I know they opened a portal to another dimension in July 2022. <laughs> right? Anyway, so who knows what came through that? Yeah. Okay. So, but CERN... On their website itself, they confirm that they are at least possibly opening tiny black holes. Like they say that out loud when they when they collide all these particles together, which they're still doing, even though they found the the one they were looking for, they're still actively doing this. They they shut off the particle accelerator accelerator for a while, and then for a few years were like working on it, making it bigger, and they just turned it back on a couple months ago, right? I think in April they turned it back on, and then July they went to full-time use of it again. Yep. So yep. they are actively doing this. Yes. Right now. Well. Creating creating yeah. black holes and opening yeah. doorways and things like that. Because you know if they tell you out loud they're maybe opening tiny ones, they're probably doing more than opening tiny ones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, they told us it's okay. They're also catching antimatter. Uh, or not yeah. anti um is it antimatter or, bl or black dark matter dark both matter? antimatter is the one where like if it comes in contact with matter it basically creates like a nuclear blast and they're like yes we can contain antimatter now for up to 15 minutes in a small magnetic uh it's like agents of shield like they did that in that episode yeah. of agents of shield and it's like they're just catching antimatter and keeping it in these like small 
magnetic fields. And they're like, yeah, it's super safe, but if it ever accidentally touches anything at all, we're all like super dead. So yeah, what could I mean, what could really what could possibly go wrong? I have no concerns at all. Right. So I wanted to <laughs> take a tiny moment to step back. So quantum mechanics is super duper weird. Um, but the thing that has really been running all of the research in this area is string theory. So pretty much ever since Einstein, string theory has been running the show in physics. I read a book in high school that was basically saying, if you're a physicist and you're not working on string theory, you can't get funding. You can't do anything like you can't even basically the community won't even allow anyone to question string theory, even though it hasn't actually been proven or hadn't been. Yeah. I don't really know what the status is now, but it was one of those things kind of like evolution where like just no one's allowed to question it. But with string theory, there was at least at the time of the book's writing, there was a lot of reasons to to think, well, maybe this isn't actually real. Why can't we consider other options? But string theory is still running the game. And one of the assumptions of string theory is that there are 12 dimensions out there. Like they're just out there. So anybody who's seriously re researching quantum physics believes that potentially you could open a door to another place because there's lots of other places. Right. So, yeah. but of course, they're not doing that. Right. <laughs> but they could, and that, and they want to. I mean, they're kind probably. of saying that they want to. Like a lot of right. what I've read about the the art the particles they're looking into is they're basically saying like, look, we found that one particle here probably affects a particle in another dimension. Or you like, they're the ones right. who are coming up with these theories, whether you believe in uh, multiple dimensions or not, or multiverse theory or not. They're they're claiming that that's what they're trying to do or looking into at least. Right. right. They're not shy about it. I right. I don't know why anybody is. It's it's the censorship of everything is weird right now because it's like we don't want you to know about this, but we kind of do. But we want you to like it. So it's, we're going to censor it until you like it. It's that same thing. Like we're not doing it, but it's good that we're doing it. Yeah. Like there's a lot exactly. of that in this story. We're not we're not creating black holes, but it's good that we found that we can create miniature black holes in the right. hadron collider. Yes. All right. Yeah. So. That's what they're doing. Um, the question is, did they succeed, actually, in destroying the world in 2012? Yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. This is actually what first turned me on to the whole CERN-Hadron Collider thing. Yeah. So this is this started as a thread by Nick Hinton on Twitter in 2019 and i'm not going to read the whole thread because there's a lot there It's super long yeah but if you just go if you just twitter search nick hinton did the world end in 2012 or yeah you can find it pretty easily but he starts off and this is really interesting to me in 2019 before a lot of the the censorship really kicked up he said i've been I've wanted to talk about this subject for a while now. The other day I had a random urge to look into it again and read some old stuff, you know, just for fun. Ever since then, I've noticed other people talking about it again. But the strangest part is I cannot find anything online about it anymore. Like I said, you can find people talking about it casually or joking about it, but I cannot find any of the in-depth material I had read before. This has actually been really frustrating for me because I have nothing to refresh my memory while writing this. I found a few things here and there that are helping me piece the puzzle together again, but I know there used to be so much more out there. 
Um, so I'm going to skip a little bit because he's just covering stuff that we already covered. Right. <clears throat> and so the theory he kind of presents is what if in, in 2012, when they discovered the God particle, they accidentally destroyed the universe as Hawking was worried they would. And they just placed us all in a simulator and now everything's just weird. And, and Nick doesn't really buy the theory, but he's like, I can see why this theory is out there. Yeah. It, said, the, go ahead. Um, there's an old cliche argument that nothing has felt right since 2012. I agree with this. Maybe it has something to do with growing up and getting older, but ever since then, it seems like the world descends more and more into chaos each day. Time feels even faster. There's some sort of calamity help happening almost daily. Mass shootings only stay in the headlines for like 12 hours now. Did we all die and go to hell? I don't really believe that, but some people do. Maybe we're in a similar situation to the characters in The Good Place. Um, so then he starts talking about the Mandela effect. And PJ, do you want to tell us what that is? Yeah, so I feel like for the Mandela effect, there's a lot to it. So we could go into it uh, for a full episode at some point. But the mm -hmm. Mandela effect, it's uh, an observed phenomenon in which uh, large segments of the population misremember things. So you might remember the Bernstein Bears of the, being spelled one way, but it, you realize, hey, it's spelled a different way. Maybe you remember Jiffy Peanut Butter. I remember Jiffy Peanut Butter. It never yeah. existed. It's always been Jif. So there's a lot of things like that. Uh, just tons of. I mean, it started with Mel Nelson Mandela. A lot of people say they remember being taught in school that he died in prison in I think 1995 is what they believe. And then while Obama was president, Nelson Mandela died, and it was all over the news. And then like, people were like, "Died for real this time." Died for real. And then people were like, "Wait, isn't he? Isn't he dead? Like, hasn't he been dead since the 90s? Didn't he die in prison?" Uh, so like that's where the Mandela effect start uh, started or got its name from. But uh, there's tons of them, like Sex and the City is actually Sex in the City or something like mm -hmm. that. Uh, interview with a vampire, interview with the vampire. I don't remember which one's right, but those are you know examples of it. So he's kind of saying in his thing, like maybe we all died, and we, you know there, it kind of goes into simulation theory here a bit, where it, it's like maybe we all already live in a simulation, and the Hadron Collider wiped us out, and we were transported. Our consciousness was transported to a parallel alternate universe where things are just a little bit off so i don't know if you guys have seen fringe um have you ever seen fringe abby so uh, it's spoiler but it's been out for a while in fringe there's alternate universes and there's like times where people mm -hmm. accidentally like step into the alternate universe and you know you'll see leonard nimoy on the street but he's like a ceo he's not the he's not from star trek anymore and you know th like things like that where it's like things are kind of similar but they're kind of different too Cactus said in the chat, Darth Vader never says, Luke, I am your father. He says, no, what? I am your father. That's the line. Yeah. No, it's so some people, yeah. So some like, here, we, and again, we can get an <clears throat> Mandela effect, I think in a, in greater Man. depth later on, but like that one has been explained a lot of times as just being misquoted. So like, there's a theory that, sure. you know, there's something wrong, but then if you watch uh, like the movie, Tommy boy in Tommy boy, he's saying, Luke, I'm your father, you know, like. People quote that movie mm. wrong enough times. You know what the craziest one, though, is? Is it's not, what is it, the mirror, mirror on the wall? Like the Snow White thing? It's not mm -hmm. that. I don't remember what the line is, but it's not mirror, mirror on the wall. It's like magic mirror on the wall or something like that. It's 
Like I, when you really dig into the uh, the Mandela effect, like everybody it's, finds some of them. They're like, there's no way that that's true. So let's just hit a couple ones. The, the Berenstain Bears was the one that got me like really believing in the Mandela effect because I remember vividly when I was young going back and forth about what the pronunciation should be. Cause I was like, should it be, should it be Stein? Should it be stain? Like, how do I pronounce this EI? Cause I was, I was a kid. Like I would never have struggled with the pronunciation of S T A I N, which is supposedly what it's been all this time. But I know that I did struggle with the pronunciation. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> but like, okay, I'll be honest. The Bernstein, Berenstein and Berenstain Bears one was weird to me for a different reason because I just always read it as Bernstein and not Berenstein or Berenstain anyway. So like when I saw it, I was like, oh, I just was always like just glossing over it. Wrong. Yeah. So like I was always in, in any universe, I was wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm from like a third alternate universe where they just had like a normal Jewish name and it's just Bernstein. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one that's really gotten to me is that uh, did you know that the Statue of Liberty has never, ever been on Ellis Island? That, that Okay, so that one's weird to me, but like, it, I've never been to, like, I've never been to New York. So like, like my, my recollection from history class and from everything else is that it was on Ellis Island. Apparently that's not true. Yeah. And, and this is where, like, it could be a false memory. And I would believe that, like... Basically, you hear the stories of all the immigrants coming into Ellis Island, which is which is where they came into. Um, that's still the part. And then and then they look up and they see the Statue of Liberty. And so I always thought, well, same island, obviously, Ellis Island. So I can see how I could get that wrong. But there's this famous painting where it it is on Ellis Island in the in the painting. Really? And Nick Hinton's like, here's a painting clearly depicting the statue at Ellis Island with no other islands nearby. Was the artist just not paying attention? Did he just like it better this way? LOL. I really don't think so. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't know. That. Like, like I said, like just for me, like I just always assumed it was Ellis Island, but I've never been. So if it was on Liberty Island or here, here, I guess maybe this is the painting you're talking about. This one here then. Yeah. 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 So, and then Nick says, now, if that's not strange enough, if you go on Google Maps Street View, there's a few specific areas of. He says Liberty Island, but I think he means Ellis Island, where the Statue of Liberty is just gone. Residue from the previous timeline. That's weird. And there's, yeah, it's just a pedestal with nothing on it. That's weird. Like, I know, like, a part of me knows that Google Maps, like, messes with images, but this is a weird one. You can see the base yeah. and then the, the statue's just, it's just not there. Just not there. Yeah. So that that one's real creepy. Yeah. Um, But another one that's just insane is the... um. Black Tom event. So apparently, right before the United... This is Nick's words. Right before the United States' entry into World War I, the Germans committed the first act of terrorism on U.S. soil. It was considered one of the largest artificial non-nuclear explosions to ever occur. I'm wondering why I didn't hear about this in school. I... Part... Like, I get... I feel like World War I has always been, like, really glossed over and not taught in, in public school for a lot of reasons. But this is yeah. weird to me. Because whenever I think of entering into World War One, I, I think of the uh, the Lusitania, right? It's no. Is that it? the, the oh yeah yeah the munitions ship? Yeah. Right. It's, so I don't know. That's just weird. Now, the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand, which is what like started World War One. I, I do know that somebody from the college I went to 
uh, change the Wikipedia article to say that like the guy before shooting Archduke Ferdinand like pistol whipped a bystander. And then that Wikipedia article got like internally circularly cited. And then the last time I looked it up, several like other places had picked it up. And so like this lie that somebody planted as a joke has just been spreading. So it's possible for things like that to happen. Yeah. So I don't but, want, I feel like we got other stuff to get to, so, oh, yeah. but I want I do want to bring up one last thing I see in his th- thread about the, the Mandela effect. Yeah. And that is that people remember going into the torch and I, again, I've never been, but I, I've heard this story so many times that people, you could go into the torch of, yeah. and it says it's been closed for a hundred years. And there's all these people online that are like, I went when I was 17, I've been there yeah. like just tons and tons of people. So again, I don't know this one personally, but uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of people on the on the internet are like, I've been in the torch. It, there's no way yeah. it's been closed for 100 years. I had a friend in school who went to New York City and she came back and told me about how she went to the torch. Right. Yeah. I have friends that told me they went too. So it's like, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so he gets, he, then he says, then there's these pictures I found taken from the torch. But just look at the user's profile pictures. Creepy. Were they time travelers? and that's why like there's every time you have a conspiracy theory there's always like really weird bunny trails of it and some of those are easier to prove wrong than others but they don't disprove the entire theory but they're interesting right yeah so and then so he goes into that a little bit he goes into uh, a while back there was a viral thread on 4chan hosted by someone who claimed to be one of the 23 scientists at CERN responsible for creating the Mandela effect. They claimed the planet was destroyed and they, and we were placed in a simulated world. So, I mean, I think that was, I mean, it was 4chan. Yeah. I was going to say it's 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 absolutely accurate. (laughs) It sounds like a creepypasta, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, but one of the things that kind of goes into this is that we all remember the Mayan prophecy weird calendar thing that suggested that the world was going to end in 2012 so we were kind of expecting it to end and then after 2012 things started to feel weird so i can see why this where this came from yeah so i posted a tiktok about this uh uh the other day and it, it blew up for a minute there i think i think currently it has about 130,000 plays and i don't know how many hundreds of comments but there's a lot. I mean, just like personal, like, okay, like obviously anecdotal evidence is anecdotal, but like the, what is it? The sum of anecdotal evidence is evidence, right? And yeah. it's, it's so, but I'm just saying like, there is a lot, a lot of people that are posting like, you know, my life's been really weird since 2012. Like it does seem to be a thing that's, again, could be a part of growing up. I'm not saying it's real evidence. Uh, but then I started thinking about it personally. I'm like, yeah, my whole life fell apart in 2012 in the most spectacular way. I've talked about it tons yeah. of times. Like everything in my life fell, fell apart. And it was just like the weirdest, like most pivotal year of my whole life. So it's like makes I can see why if you had a year like that, and I'm sure every year, you know, someone's going to be like, that's yeah. the year where everything changed for me. But um, it's uh, it's a growing thread. It, it seems to resonate with a, a, enough people. Yeah. And this the, so this is the end of a conspiracy theory we're going to get into later because it's a whole thing. But right. Nick says uh, references the Montauk Air Force Base and supposedly time travel experiments that happened there and Preston Nichols was supposedly a whistleblower uh, from that set of experience who claimed they were never able to travel to a time past 2012 because they could find no future beyond it. 
Yeah, so the the Montauk stuff. I know Rob, if he's watching, wants us to cover Montauk. We're going to cover the Philadelphia Experiment and Montauk at some point. Um, but just like a quick uh, brief thing about Montauk. It's a series of books, uh, and in it they you know do time travel. And again, in those mm-hmm. books, and these were written in the night. When were they written? In the nineties. This I think is the, the weird thing. They were written. He does the interview. Okay, this is what Nick says. Okay. According to him. There was a very abrupt wall there with nothing on the other side. Whether he's a crackpot or not, what I find interesting is he did this interview in 2014. Like, it's just a strange thing to say considering you've already made it past the date. Right, but isn't he saying in the books? Because the books were written before 2014. Or is he just saying that in the the interview? I guess it's just in the interview, but he was still asserting it in the interview as if it was still true and not, like, proved wrong by the passage of time. That is interesting. Yeah, we'll cover it. There's five books, the Montauk books, and they are very, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Preston Nichols yeah. and uh, what Peter Moon wrote those. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much the end of, of Nick's thread. There's more to it that we just don't have time to get to, but that's those are, those are the highlights. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it all comes back to, like you said, with Stephen Hawking, he predicted that if they were ever to discover the God particle, that something uh, called catastrophic vacuum decay could basically mm-hmm. push us out of our seat in the universe, and then everything would expand at the se- speed of light and destroy us all. It's a weird mm-hmm. theory. Um, it To me, like when I read it, it just seems like one of those real egghead theories that doesn't like have any... <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I could try I, to explain it to you guys, but I, it probably wouldn't make a lot of sense. Um, but basically, our, it, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I find it easier to believe that that could happen than that somehow they saved us right at the last minute and put us in a simulation. Like, wouldn't the universe have just been destroyed? How, how, how are you going to put us in a simulation? Well, yeah, I feel like there's a whole lot to this theory. Like, again, I feel like at one point we should cover the simulation theory and fine tuning and multiverse and stuff right. like that. Um, but I, I don't find multiverse or or the idea of well, multiverse just quickly is literally always been and you can read about it from the guy who came up with the theory. It's always been an, uh, a theory to disprove fine tuning the idea that there had to have been a creator for the universe and there's right. no real evidence for multiverse. So if you're talking like multiple dimensions and things like that, that's kind of different than multiverse, which is what I think we're right. talking about when we're talking about a lot of the CERN stuff. I, I find that a lot more credible for a lot of other reasons than multiverse where it's just mm-hmm. like infinite possibilities, right? Uh, it's right. just a way to, dis- to, to explain away uh, evolutionary theory, fine tuning, things like that. Um, so I don't find the simulation theory any more convincing. The simulation theory, if you boil it all the way down is just someone created the universe, but it was like, a, it, it was a computer nerd and not God or something like that. It's like, it's the, all the same yeah. evidence for God. So I don't find, I don't find any of this super convincing. I think it's a super interesting thread. And I think it turned a lot of people onto what's going right. on in CERN, which is why I find it fascinating. But like, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure you've probably in the same things. Like, I don't really think that the universe yeah. destroyed in 2012 or, but yeah, a lot of people do. So I think it, it's interesting because it exists. There are a lot right. of conspiracy theories that are interesting only because they exist and and you have to like why why does this theory exist why do so many people but on the other hand too like i think it could be possible to give it some credibility that something happened that changed Mm. things like i don't think it was like us being destroyed but if you're gonna if you're gonna make the claim that something happened and they like really messed with space time or they messed with like the physics of the universe which seems like would be possible by messing with things like the god Mm -hmm. particle um trying to play God Tower of Babel stuff. Like if you're saying that something changed everything since 2012, that I could buy into a little bit. Yeah, I could definitely. 
So the other thing that kind of ties into this is the sheer number of UFOs and UFAs uh, UPAs, that have been UAPs, right? You're right. UAP. I'm, I'm being silly. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I was like, there's an A. I, I, yeah. It, yeah, they change uh-huh. UFO to unidentified aerial phenomenon, so it sounds less yeah. conspiratorial. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. So I think we have a couple pictures of a couple of those phenomena, and then we have a video of one of those phenomena. So explain this one just, really quick. So this is a picture that you sent. Is this from above CERN in 2012? Yeah, not 2012. The, these have been just spotted over the years. Okay. Um, so this is just a famous one where basically that's supposedly a vortex or some sort of portal. And then the idea is that this either came out of it or is going into it kind of unknown. Gotcha. And people just will, like spot weird weather phenomena or they'll spot weird things. And then CERN will just be like, nothing's happening. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. And then you sent me, the, do you want me to play the video? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, let's check this out. So here's a video. Do you remember when this one was? No, these these weren't given a date. Okay, so this is also above CERN. Strange cloud formation. I'm using cloud in quotations. Uh, cloud formation over Geneva, Switzerland. And what is in Geneva, Switzerland? You guessed it, CERN. The European organization that operates the Large Hadron Collider, smashing particles together, playing with fire, creating all sorts of weirdness possibly a mini black hole one of these days and okay i gotta say that is a really straight like it looks like a 17 mile wide cloud formation directly above the 17 mile right wide circular pipes that is exactly what that looks like so yeah. this this isn't even really a video it's just he shows it in a couple different lightings but it's do we have a different yeah, so there's some yeah, different lighting you can threw see. Threw a different in. exposure on it, basically. It's so weird. That's not normal. Yeah, that's weird. That's super, super weird looking. So that's just a couple. That's just a couple um, things. <clears throat> and well, that that actually makes me want to ask you a question: Are they doing anything at CERN that would mess with clouds, cloud formation? Weather patterns, yeah, things yeah. like that. So fun, fun fact. So of course they they have nothing to do with the weather phenomena, you know, directly above them. But on their own website, they're doing a project called um, Cloud, where they're trying to influence part, partic- particles in the air to influence weather. But supposedly they're just doing it in a little box. Yeah, and so don't even worry about it. They're using cosmic rays and charged particles to study cloud <laughs> formations, uh, and then the clouds form really weird above CERN. But I'm sure it's I'm sure that's a coincidence as well. I'm sure, sure it's nothing. So you know, in order to kind of address some of these concerns about CERN, the World Economic Forum thought it would be helpful to write a little article uh, called Seven Things You Didn't Know About CERN in the Strange World of Particle Physics." And I just want to hit the highlights of this article because it's so helpful. Of course. Uh, th- yeah. Thank you to the World Economic Forum, too, for uh, allaying our fears. <laughs> Super trustworthy source. Wh- which parts did you want to hit on? Um, so. Number one, uh, I'm just going to go through the seven sure. things. The Large Hadron Collider is colder than outer space. Cool. Thanks for that. 
the Higgs boson isn't the God particle. It's the goddamn particle. Oh, yeah, they really Higgs. don't like it being called the God particle, do they? They really don't. Yeah. We are still at least 95% ignorant. Oh, good. That makes me so much more comfortable about us playing with these things. Thank you, World <laughs> Economic Forum. I, I think it's so interesting that they write this article knowing how nervous people are, and then they're just super flipping about it. Like, just yeah, we're, we're literally playing with, with like all of the building blocks of the universe, and we don't know what we're doing, so trust <laughs> us. Yeah, it's what it sounds I mean, like, for sure. Because... They already invented something that, you know, hasn't created any problems in the world. Um, and that thing was the Internet. Yeah. I'm no, well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I thought Al Gore created the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> the World Wide Web was born at CERN in 1989. Tim Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web. <clears throat> yeah. So what's interesting about this is when you say the Internet. So I actually listened to, to some, some uh, historians speak about this. They did invent the World Wide Web. What they didn't do is invent the Internet, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so, fair enough. like the Internet as in like computers communicating with each other. But you can totally mm -hmm. trust the people who did because that was DARPA. Yeah, it's so, fine. <laughs> DARPA, sure DARPA created the Internet and then, the, and then CERN created the World Wide Web. Yeah, so that's, that's comforting. I'm so pleased to know this. Um, that, that makes me trust CERN more knowing that. And Al Gore took um, credit for it for some reason. Well, you know. Uh, number five, CERN costs the equivalent of a cappuccino a year per European. <clears throat> don't don't worry about how much this is costing or who's paying for it. It's just a cappuccino a year. I don't believe that. Me neither. Do you believe that? I don't believe that. No, no. Yeah. It's like saying the CIA uh, one, $1 is... One million dollar yeah. cappuccino a year. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where are they buying the cappuccino? You know what? They're buying the cappuccino from the same place that Obama buys hot dogs. <laughs> Yep, that's exactly $60,000 worth of hot dogs for 100 people or less than that. So it's the same place, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, Cactus Cactus is a chemist. She's a chemistry teacher. Um, she says, the thing is, this is how all scientists are. You know me and Manuel. He's also a chemist. We want to play an experiment <coughs> with this. We're kids trying to understand the universe. These guys are just playing dangerously. And I get it. Like, I, I get the human desire to poke it with a stick. Right. Yeah. Uh, number six. As well as inspiring geeks, big science has intrigued big business. I love how they're just casually calling it big science, as if that's <laughs> not threatening at all. Big science, yeah. Uh, I love that, yeah. Big science, big business. They're good now. They're bad all the other times, but they're good now. <laughs> they're good now. It's Number like Big seven. Pharma's evil, but also take your COVID booster and uh, have, a, have a card to carry around with you so you can go into a New York restaurant. <laughs> Number seven is the one that makes me the most comfortable of all. Yeah. But even the world's biggest science experiment can be stopped by weasels. Yes, weasels. In April 2016, the Large Hadron Collider lost power after a nefarious rodent chewed through electrical wiring. So basically, they had a huge blackout that very affected the city. This and then people were like, what, what happened? And they were like, oh, it was a weasel. This makes me like super comfortable because, uh, you know, they, they're only storing things like antimatter in right. like magnetic fields. Right. So like, you know, it's really good that they could just have a random power out from rodents. Right. Right. <laughs> but don't worry. It didn't just happen once. Um, in 20, 2000. So that was the second time in 2009. Um, apparently, 
a bird. With a piece a of bird. bagel, wasn't it? Yeah, a piece of baguette dropped oh, yeah, a piece yeah. of baguette into into their equipment <laughs> and caused an outage. That's so weird to me. All right. Their excuses are hilarious, though. It's like, oh, yeah, because some of these outages were like accompanied by weird weather phenomena. And they're like, oh, it was just a bird. Do you think that they do you think it's like that? Like, let's give the most ridiculous answer. So people will focus on the bird with a baguette. Right. Or a weasel instead of like asking real questions. <laughs> right. I mean, I love how the World Economic Forum is focusing on look how animals can thwart our experiments instead of. Uh, yeah, some people are really concerned about these massive outages. We right. should maybe talk about that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, if I was trying to to quell the conspiracy theorists, I think the last thing I would do is get the World Economic Forum in my corner. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. Anyway. So, the last thing I'll mention is that I I don't know what year it was. I just heard this on a podcast, but basically. The Russian government at one point accused CERN of making an Airbus teleport from one part of the world to another. Wait, say that again? The Russian government accused CERN of making an Airbus teleport from one part of the world to another. Like, not a close distance, like a long distance. So, like, flight MH370 from... Uh, Thailand yeah. or wherever the hell it was to Australia where yeah. they found the pieces. Yeah. Yeah, that's another conspiracy we'll have to get into. That's weird. It yeah. is. <laughs> I wish I had found you know more what, on though? it. Like, I, I, I hate to say this, but every, like, it seems like in the last year, Russia's had a really good track record of calling people right. out and being right. Because I, I remember when the whole Ukraine thing started, I was like, there's no way there's actual Nazi battalions in Ukraine. Oh, yep. Awkward. <laughs> yep. Awkward. Or, uh, you know, the, the man, now they're saying, well, what's crazy is now Russia's trying to say they, they warned five countries that uh, Ukraine's going to try to detonate a new, oh, dirty bomb. So, like, we'll see. But uh, the Russian pipeline, does that ring any bells? It's like, what, a month ago? Yeah. 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 So. Makes you wonder. Yeah. <laughs> or the the illegal weapons testing labs in Ukraine that was also told to the world by Russia. They got a good. I'm just saying they got they got a good track record of the of the conspiracy stuff. They seem to not I'm care about differently about Russia these days. I'm not gonna lie. They seem to not care about airing other countries' dirty laundry. That's for sure. That's exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah. Because they have nothing to lose. Makes sense why uh, NATO and the European Union and uh, World Economic Forum would be set against people who would just so casually tell all their secrets to the world <laughs> all right so that's all of that partially because it is really hard to find information like we know a lot of weird stuff has happened we know a lot of weird stuff has been attributed to CERN whether or not it should be but it is really difficult to find anything anywhere when you search CERN conspiracy or you know CERN UFOs like it is so hard to find stuff even though you know it's out there. Conveniently, the World Economic Forum and CERN website pops up at the top with their explanations for right. everything. On every, for like everything. you could search, sorry, you'll probably get into this in a minute, but like you can search something not related to CERN supposedly. Right. And CERN will pop up telling you why it's not part of the conspiracy. And it's like, well, right? I wasn't even like, sorry, <laughs> like go I ahead. I didn't ask, but thanks. <laughs> I didn't ask, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the lady doth protest too much. So much. Speaking of things that pop up weirdly when they shouldn't, you think when when you Google CERN opening ceremony, what comes up, PJ? 
The Gothard Base Tunnel Opening Ceremony. Yeah, this one, this one's weird to me because when we first started talking about CERN, I was like, oh, there's all these weird ceremonies because every time you type in CERN opening ceremony, there's like 15 articles and 100 videos explaining why this one, one certain ceremony in Switzerland is not satanic and not a not a demonic ritual. But it's, apparently it's not related to CERN at all. But I, like, seriously, if you're watching or listening, yeah. try it right now. Type in CERN opening ceremony and you will see page after page about the Gothard tunnel opening ceremony from 2016. So let me just tell you what the Gothard Tunnel is. It is the longest tunnel in the world. It tunnels under the Alps. Alps, sorry. Alps. <laughs> I don't know why my brain did that. It's 35 miles long, and in some places, it's a mile and a half deep. So this is already like a really incredible human feat right? that took place. Let's get into... so. I think we're going to hit on the ceremonies two times in this podcast. We want to show some stills from it now and then show some video from it later on Rumble where it's safe. For sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just a lot to it. I think we'll play the video later, but like this is the first still that will come up most of the time in the, in the articles is this, uh, you know, this totally not demonic goat man. Uh, that seems to be the the feature of every one of these. There's there's two ceremonies. There's one outside, and then there's one inside the tunnels itself. Yeah, super normal. That's super I mean, normal this is how stuff. I celebrate opening things. Yes, and there's also a lot of articles that explain why these are not whirling dervishes by explaining why exactly they're like whirling dervishes, which is like a demonic entity, but they're not. Yeah, that's the, sure the, that's I'm all sure the articles say is these look and act exactly in the ceremony like the whirling dervish uh, demonic entities, but they're not. Don't these ask any more questions. Are full to the brim with demonic satanic imagery, but of course you're not supposed to notice it unless you like it, and then you should notice it. Because it's obvious. Right. Yeah. I want to read this. There's this article that kind of explains. So for people listening, I'm just going to read two paragraphs from this to kind of explain what happens at one, just one of the, just a part of one of the two ceremonies. So it says the ceremony is comprised of two parts at two locations, book ending the tunnel. What is immensely striking is the disrespectful portrayal of the miners as zombie-like peons prone to frenzy and rhythmic obedience. These miners end up stirring, uh, of, they end up stripping and dancing with pagan animals and bush spirits, eventually engaging in mindless simulated orgies. There are various symbols of Swiss national pride woven through the production, but the clear focus is on the miners and the doll-like citizens' interactions with pagan gods and priests. Eventually, a goat demon resembling the ancient Baphomet idol emerges from the tunnel and proceeds to mock a carried lamb, a symbol of Christ. They play graphically... The play graphically depicts miners dying as a sacrifice to the goat demon. Note, nine miners did die in the opening of this tunnel. And there's a part in the other ceremony where nine miners climb up and then fall to their death. And then there's like eyeballs and satanic imagery. And then one of the, like they turn into ghosts. And then the, the one of the ghosts has sex with the demon god. I'm so Not happy. making any of this up. You know, when I'm trying to show national pride, I like to mix my national pride in with satanic imagery. Very, very much so. And yeah. and you know, commemorate the deaths of people uh, who who died by having sex with their ghosts. 
yeah, yeah by having baphomet have sex with their ghosts yes yeah yeah that's how i like to do it that's yeah that's not weird at all um <laughs> it's like so for me this okay so this makes me think because i've you know all the articles and everybody's always saying well it's uh what do, what do they call it like it's uh it's just performance art it's performance art and what i find so funny is we do this with everything that comes out of switzerland like we make excuses for the stolen Nazi gold funding their banks. We make excuses for the World Economic Forum. We make excuses for CERN saying they're trying to open up portals and that things might come through. We make excuses for their demonic rituals. It's not really satanic rituals. And what all you really have to do, and this has been this has been the the through line in the case for me every time I ever talk about the World Economic Forum, which seems to be very intertied with both of these things, um, the Gothard Tunnel and CERN is that you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to just take them at their word and you'll be right almost every time. I called my family a year ago and I warned them about the upcoming food cri- food shortage crisis and they all looked at me like I was weird. I was like, buy extra food, food shortage is coming. Now it's the news every single day. You know, it's not it's not because I'm prophetic. It's because I listen mm-hmm. to what Klaus Schwab says and I listen to what they say at the World Economic Forum and I go, oh, you know what? They're probably not lying so like it's weird like if you can get away with doing open demonic rituals in front of the world and then everybody will say it's just performance art then there's literally nothing you can't do there's literally nothing you can't say you can come out and be like hey we're sacrificing virgins in front of you on camera but it's just performance art (laughs) like what can't you get away with when people tell you who they are Believe them. Right. Also, our chat is preparing a class action lawsuit against us for the nightmares they're going to have. So. <laughs> $965 million, I believe. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that'll be fun after the $965 <laughs> billion that we owe from, from the Adrenochrome episode. Right. So. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well. We're never going to make money on this. That's okay. <laughs> Okay, so the article, the BBC article about this that some of these images came from made sure to mention that more than 600 actors were involved. And I just want to know how many more than 600. I need, I need to know how many more. What an odd number to say. You know, there is somewhere between six and 700 people involved in this. Yeah. But, but it was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it just makes me think. What? Well, how could this be related to CERN? <laughs> Sorry, if you. Why if does that logo look like six six six? Like, wh- Why does it? Yeah, if you're listening why? to this later, CERN's logo is literally three sixes entangled together. There's like no other way to look at that. None. Like, there are so many like weird conspiracy theories where they're like, if you add two to it it's it's 666 you're like okay well calm down <laughs> yeah but if like, you add two one... and divide by the coefficient of this and that you get 23 right. like this isn't that this is i mean just look at it it's oh. certain, life to 666. the max says it's 999 okay i feel better <laughs> i do I yeah, yeah. So much better it's just like juice world his his symbol was 999 so it's definitely not demonic or anything <laughs> yeah it's it's i'm sure it's totally fine um and and I'm sure that like no rituals happened on the CERN campus, right? Yeah, I'm I'm seeing a, a comment from Katie Z that I literally can't read out loud. <laughs> but it's 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 great. <laughs> Maybe on Rumble. 
Oh, Katie. Katie, that's <laughs> that's the greatest comment I've ever read. Let's just put it this way. If we read that out loud, we might get actually sued for might literally get sued for nine hundred and sixty five million. Yeah. Well, and also if someone else says it in, in your stead, like if if Owen Schroyer says this and I've met him mm. one time, I'll probably get sued. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm getting off the rails here. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a video, a really creepy video. Let, let me just trigger warning. Um, yeah, probably a, a literal, actually good time to do a trigger warning. No joke. Yeah. Like not sarcastically. If, if you're not ready to see something that may or may not be a person about to die, just close your eyes and just let us talk yeah, to don't you. Don't sue us real truth gonna, cactus. We're not going to play the audio, so we'll just talk. And if you want to look at it, you can look at it. You don't have to. Yeah. So this, this, uh, well, you want to explain what this is? This is a video that was posted online. And if you guys don't know, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but that bath, that Shiva statue, the, the statue of the destroyer of worlds has been a feature of the CERN campus. So if you look up any articles on CERN, you're almost certain to find that at the top of the article. It's like the picture of everything with CERN. It's not the conspiracy theorist articles. It's the New York Times articles. It's World Economic Forum articles. It's all the praising articles of CERN is the Shiva statue, the Destroyer of Worlds statue that they put in front. And this is cell phone footage uh, for people who are listening of a bunch of hooded men in robes at night with a woman dressed in white and they're surrounding her and performing some type of ritual in front of the Shiva statue on the CERN campus in the middle of the night. Um, so she lays down in the middle of them. Like, like th this is like what, what it looks like is literally sac sacrificing a human in front of this statue. Yes. And then whoever is filming picks up the camera and runs right when, the knife drops or whatever it is. We know we you don't see. It looks like a sword or something. Yeah. But the person is very clearly freaked out. Like the re it it doesn't come off as a as a staged one to me because of the the person's reaction. Mhm. Mm I th I So here's here's my theory about this. And we purposely didn't PJ and I didn't talk about what our theories about this video were before. Sure. So I think that the person filming had no idea what was happening. Like, like you said, I don't think that the people doing this think that they're being filmed. Now, the way that CERN played this off is that it was a prank gone wrong. And they kind of made it sound like everyone involved was fired. And I, I actually do think that this was a prank. And I think it's a prank that proves that there's something really evil at CERN because you don't think of playing a prank like this. You don't think of playing in this way. You know how kids right. kind of play. If, if if their aunt is really sick in the hospital, little kids will play doctor. Like you play act what you're trying to deal with in your head. And one thing I noticed about this video is that the guy doing the stabby stab is wearing sneakers. Like underneath his robes, you can see he's like wearing Converse. And it just doesn't like strike me as an actual real Thing, but I think that they're just the the statue is inspiring them to do something really really weird and creepy in play. It's the it's super strange. So I've read some of the CERN articles and they would say this was a prank. Also, we don't know who did it. And then, well, they're also fired, but we're not going to name them. But also, nobody was really fired, and it was just a right. prank. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I could see it being a prank, but 
it's just uh, it if it was actually a, 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 sat- a satanic sacrifice at a place that seems to be okay with opening portals and praising Shiva and being built on other satanic grounds, which yeah. we'll get to in a minute. Wouldn't surprise me. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to like yeah. full fledged say like, this is real and it actually did happen, but I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, again, yeah. it, it just, it feels like one of those things. It's, it's the same thing as the Gothard tunnels. Like it's performance art. It's performance art. We can do it in front of you. And get away with it because we tell you it's performance art. We tell you it's a prank. We tell you that we're going to make you live in uh, the pod and eat the bugs. But don't worry, it's not going to mm-hmm. happen. But it's good that it is happening. It's all of the same things happening over and over and over. The, right. the, these places, the, this World Economic Forum uh, funded, it seems like, or, or, you know, they're all working together in some way, are doing mm-hmm. these really nefarious demonic things in front of your face and then going, but did we, but is it a thing, but it's fake, but yeah. it's not like, okay. So j- real quick, I just want to point out, like, um, we've talked about, uh, uh my problems with coast to coast AM before and George Nori. And I listened mm-hmm. to George Nori this week, talk to a Satanist. And I've, I've thought this point for a long time and he was interviewing the guy and the guy said, well, look, there are people who, there are people who worship Satan. And then there are people who are Satanists who don't believe in God or Satan. And then we just perform rituals and delve into our lust and live in the ways that we think Satan would want us to live, but we don't believe in Satan. And my point is it it doesn't matter. Like your end result is say it is worshiping Satan. Your end result is the same either way. So if these people are doing satanic sacrifices as a performance art joke type thing, is it any different than if they're like all in on it and all aware is it different if some people are in on it and have convinced them to do it and they're just like, yeah, go along because this is the culture of the place that I work at. This is the culture of the tunnel that's opening black holes and portals and maybe letting things through. Like not everybody has to be in on it for it to be satanic and nefarious and dark and yeah. weird. If a place is inspiring you to either perform a human sacrifice or pretend you are, then that place is evil. Like period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and and there's places like that just ooze evil and that could that could be affecting the people working there. It's it's like everything yeah. out of a science fiction movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the other thing oh, about that video for anyone who didn't who didn't watch it is that all of the roped figures and the woman all are, you know, look young, fit. I mean, they their their heads are covered, but like there's nobody fat. There's nobody stocky. They all look like they're like 20 year olds. Yeah, I would say that, like young scientists at the CERN facility. Mm-hmm. Also, Life to the Max says exactly what I was thinking. Self-worship is satanic. That's mm-hmm. my point. So if Satan can get you to worship yourself and not God, it's the same It's the same end result. Uh, what's mm-hmm. What's the line? Uh, the, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. Somebody's going to be mad at me for not remembering off the top of my head. Uh, gosh, anyway, go ahead. Kevin Spacey. You know what movie I'm talking about? No. The Usual Suspects. There we go. Oh, okay. It's a good one. Yeah. So. Patmo got it. Thank you, Patmo. We're going to move into the final section, and this is going to be the wildest one. I want to start this off by saying PJ and I are both Christians. We both believe the Bible is true. And so that's kind of the angle that this is going to be about. We're going to be talking about Revelation, but we're also going to be talking about a lot of of 
you know, Greek, Roman myth, other types of myth, and how it kind of all ties in. And so even if you don't believe in any of that, even if you believe those are all just literature, I want you to just take it as seriously as maybe you took all of the literature references and all of the media references in the Adrenochrome episode. Like, it's still meaningful, even if it's not as meaningful to you as it is to us. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So... And if any of you are listening with that perspective, I'd love to hear your thoughts because I know how this makes me feel because I think it's true. And I'm really curious like how it hits you guys. So the first thing about the apolyacum is that if you Google it, if you just Google the word apolyacum, um, CERN pops up. You're like, I didn't ask for you, sir. And they're like, yeah, we, we, nope, we have nothing to do with the apolyacum. What are you talking about? Yeah, it, it pops up, sir. No link between Apollyacum and Saint Genis Pulie. However, you pronounce that word. That's the name of the uh, the of uh, the yeah. So the place. So that's yeah. Obviously, the the title section is Apollyacum. But what is that? What is the Apollyacum? So the Apollyacum was a temple that was built on that spot. Uh, at least that's what the history used to say before everything got scrubbed. And Greek-Roman mythology, and even deeper into like before Greek Etruscan uh, mm -hmm. mythology, said that the god Apollo, um, that temper was built on top of where the god Apollo opened a portal to hell, like opened the abyss, went down into Hades. And in, in this mythology, Hades is like the big bowl that all the dead people are in and then Tartarus is like the deeper part inside for the really baddies and so the myth is that he went into Tartarus like he opened it all the way down and then this temple was built to worship Apollo yeah and this and CERN is built on top of that area yeah right yeah but they don't want you to they Deep don't want the they ground. really really don't want you to think about that now, I want you to think about Wikipedia. I want you to think about how many things you can find in Wikipedia. Like, if it exists anywhere in literature, you can say, oh, this, this temple that was thought to have existed, of course I could find a Wikipedia page. Even theoretical stuff. Yeah. Even conspiracy stuff. Characters in TV shows. Right. <laughs> Guess what doesn't have a Wikipedia page? The Apollyacum. Yeah, there's yeah, there's literally yeah. like nothing on it outside nothing. of like some weird references that all link you back to CERN, but also it's not related to CERN. It's the same thing with the Gothard Tunnel. Like why are why is it when I search CERN am I getting the Gothard Tunnel? And then you and then you get on Reddit and you get on Quora and you get on all these ch uh, chat sites and there's tons and tons of people asking questions. How is CERN and Gothard Tunnel linked? And everybody's like, you're an idiot. They're not linked. It's like then why does it come up when I search it? Every single time. I remember the first time that the they did that ceremony and I searched for CERN. That's what came up. That's why I just thought they were related. You have to like read down. It's like, oh, it's not related, but also every Google search result is going to push you towards this. Mm -hmm. Polyacum and CERN, not related, but it's also going to be the only thing that shows up when you Google it. It's weird stuff. All right. So we're going to get into some links between different gods in different different religions. So... A lot of times you, you'll you find, um, and I started noticing when this when I read the Percy Jackson books and then the, the other spinoff series that the same, that Rick Riordan wrote, 
where you'll have a whole pantheon in one religion. You'll have the whole Greek pantheon. And then you'll find that a completely separate pantheon that, you know, allegedly grew up and was invented from human minds with no reference, you know, with no crosstalk, will have the same types of gods. You know, you can say, oh, this god is, is, is sounds exactly like this god. You know, you have um, the All-Father in, in Norse mythology and you have Zeus in Greek mythology and they really do sound basically the same. And you're like, why is that? Why is, why is that the case? Right. The Romans, basically all their gods are just renamed Greek gods. Which like is Ares interesting became because Mars. Yeah. Ares and Mars. Um, they, they basically renamed everybody by a planet. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeus to Jupiter. For some reason, they didn't rename Apollo. Apollo is the one that they just kept his name. Yeah, that's weird. I, I didn't even think about that, but Apollo. you're right. Um, and Apollo, in the same kind of family of words, and it, it seems pretty clear that that when the Bible, which was written, uh, the New Testament was written into the Roman conception of things, so it was it, written to people who already had all of this myth in their heads, who would have known what that you were talking about. When they say Apollyon, it's it's the same being yeah, that they're talking written about. Written in Greek to a, a Roman audience. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And so the Bible talks about Apollyon, the destroyer. Where have we... Where, <laughs> remind me, PJ, where have we heard that? Yeah, it before? sounds like Shiva the destroyer. Oh, sounds weird. Like, sounds like there's a lot of destroyer talk. Sounds like they're... And, and their whole point, by the way, of looking into the stuff with the Hadron Collider is to go back to the Big Bang, the destruction and creation of the world. Like, that is that is the point of this. So they've got this destroyer-creator... Uh, destroyer, it seems to keep coming up. Yeah, and this this concept was in it was in the Mayan prophecy about the end of the world is that 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 it would be ended and reborn in right. 2012. Like, right. and this concept, it's going to come up again in a minute. Of this is a god of destruction and new life, destruction and new life. Well, the World Economic Forum too. Their whole point is that I mean, just look at what uh, Trudeau said, right? So if you look mm-hmm. at Again, I think the links with the World Economic Forum are very, very important here because you look at what uh, Trudeau said um, when, when during the COVID stuff. He said, we want to use COVID-19 as a opportunity to reset the world into a social format. So his his whole thing was uh, build back better. Where have you heard build back better? Uh You've heard it from Joe Biden. You've heard it from that, the, the that pre- senile guy who thinks yeah. he's the president. <laughs> yeah, that senile old doofus that thinks he's the president likes, likes to eat ice cream. Uh, the Japanese world leader. You've seen it from all the world leaders in 2020. Mm-hmm. All seem to be saying build back better. Build back better is a world economic forum plan to mm-hmm. destroy the world order and recreate it in their order. Yep. It's a lot of this stuff going on. It, it, it feels very Tower of Babel to me. You know, trying to and play gonna, God, trying to to reset the world order into your favor. And I, I think it's going to end in the same terrible, destructive way. It's so interesting. The Tower of Babel, because the, the Tower of Babel is what popped into my mind when I started looking into this. And one of the other podcasts we both listened to also of their own volition <laughs> made the connection. And I think the... Let me get back to it in a minute. Hold yeah, yeah, the we'll Tower of Babel in your mind. Think about like what it was that the Bible was talking about with that, and I'm going to circle back to it, just like Jen Psaki. So, <laughs> so we've got we've got Apollo, who is Apollyon. Now, in in the Greek and Roman and Etrusc- 
an Etruscan pantheon, Apollo's the sun god, and he's he's over like all the things. Like he's a lot of the gods are pretty specific, but Apollo is just so much. He's like music and prophecy and the sun and archery, and it's just it's just a weird mix of things, but also death and pestilence. Right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> music, archery, death, and pestilence. Why not throw right. that in there? Yeah. What? The Hebrew name that the Bible uses, he's like the Bible, the verse in, in the Bible says basically, you know, you call this God Apollyon. In Hebrew, it's a badin. It's like trying to link, look, these are the this is the same being. Apollyon Abaddon, same person. Right. And I, I think I think I'm from gonna, a Christian perspective, it's also important to understand that like I know a lot of times people look back at the Greek pantheon and they look back at uh uh, any false religion, any any religion, you know, that's not uh, the, the Christian God is false religion. And they look at that as in it's just made up. But it doesn't seem to be like that. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what that's no. not what's talked about when it when you go back to um, uh, Dagon and, and all mm-hmm. of these things. They're not the, like the real Christian understanding. I feel like it's been so perverted and dis- distorted down to like we, we live in a very postmodern society where science has kind mm-hmm. of replaced God in so many ways. So we look at it as just like, well, even if you're a Christian, you just believe that everything else is a false, you know, fake made up. It's just some Etruscan farmer made this up around a campfire is mm-hmm. is kind of the thing that we're told. Instead of the 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 actual biblical world, the uh, view of this, that they're demonic, uh, lowercase g gods, that they are mm-hmm. actual spiritual entities. And that seems to be what's talked about in Revelation. It's what's ta- talked about in the Old Testament. It's what's talked about by Paul. It's what's talked about in what you're talking about right now. So, yeah, it seems clear from the Bible that there's a lot of different types of demons that demon demon is a category that fits a lot of different types of beings. And some of them are bigger than others. The little G gods are the biggest baddies. They're not the ones who, who possess some random person and the Catholic church has to cast them out. There's also, those are the little guys. There's also an order of angels in the Bible too. You've got Nephilim, Seraphim, uh, all the way down. There's, there's different types of shoot. Did we just drop the stream? Did we? Uh, we might have. All right, let's give it a second. Are we are we live? I'm looking at the YouTube, and it is a spinning wheel of death. <laughs> are we are we live? I think we're back. Are we back? I'm. St- <laughs> let me know. Somebody, please let me know what we're back. That was weird. Let's check Rumble. Okay, okay I see the comments yes, rolling in. But we're back now. Did drop a second. The video's broken. You're back. Okay. All right. We're back. We're back. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm arguing right now <laughs> that Apollo, Apollyon, Abaddon, Shiva, those are all the same little G God. They're all the same person. The other God that is linked that is referenced in the Bible um, in various places is Azazel. And Azazel is um, this god of war, and he's supposedly the leader of those who, the, who are trapped in the abyss. And the, this abyss concept goes back to that Greek concept of Tartarus, but it's a concept in the Bible that's kind of labeled the abyss or the bottomless pit. Azazel is a goat god. Now, where have we? Where did we hear? Where did we hear that before? Yeah, goat god. 
is uh, is this is this uh, Azazel that we're talking about here? This kind of um, horned goat god. I think god? that's a one I'm going to introduce in okay. just a second. Sorry. But there's a lot of horned gods across different types of pantheons, um, satyr type gods. Um, but I was thinking of of the goat imagery in in the ceremony. Sure. Yeah, for sure. But um, Baphomet is is a goat god. Pan is a goat god. Um, and Pan is interesting because he's like almost like the spirit of the climate. Like almost any climate change idea that that the planet or nature is is more important than humans is very Pan. Yeah. Um, Bacchus, the the god of wine, the god of orgies, the god of all of that. A very, um, a goat god, very promiscuous. Um, but there's, um, there's a Celtic god named um, Cernunus. We- weird. That's right, Cernunus. I was like, I was Cernunus. getting lost in our notes. Yeah, Cernunus. Definitely not. You know what Cern was trying to reference. It's, it's. I'm sure it's just you know a, a total well remember when cern changed from being all about the uh nuclear stuff and then they became something else and they were going to rename it to a different acronym but they decided not to they stuck with cern for some reason even though it doesn't actually it's not the name of their organization anymore <laughs> uh i wonder what this this is a celtic god yeah Cernunus. he's he's um th- these are two different depictions that we've shown of, of the same one uh, uh a goat god i want 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 to guess what he's a god of, PJ? I don't know. Portals, <laughs> opening uh, opening rifts to hell. I don't know. Well, let's see. Uh, nature. Nature, of course. Life, death, rebirth, destruction, the underworld. The underworld, of course. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I sorry, I pulled up this picture earlier for uh, uh, Cernus or however you say it. And uh, I just thought it was interesting because in this one, he's got the the kind of, you know, the horn stuff, but he's also got what mm-hmm. looks like a portal in his hand. Yeah. Some kind of so weird. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Destruction, rebirth, underworld. <laughs> so weird that all of these different gods are all about the same thing and they're all weirdly referenced at CERN. Okay. Well, I'm sure there's not. So that's three gods of the underworld and destruction. That we've got all linked to CERN. Shiva, Cernunus, and Apollo uh, Apollo. Yeah. Right. And then you have you have um uh let's see, Azazel, who is oh who yeah, is and Azazel. Argu- arguably the same as Apollyon, so it's same and, and Azazel, Baphomet, and Cernunus that are all goat one goat of, gods. One of the images we didn't show you guys for the opening tunnel ceremony was a very Baphomet looking thing. And the reason we didn't show it, and it's weird because it's not censored on YouTube, but I just didn't want to show it anyway, um, is a woman who looks like a man with wings. It, it looks very much like Baphomet and her breasts are bared. So Baphomet's like a male masculine goat demon thing with wings mm-hmm. and female breasts. Boobs. Yeah. yeah. We're allowed to say that. Boobs, um. titties, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, too far. <laughs> too far. <laughs> All right. We have sweater stretchers. Can we do that? Sweater stretchers. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, weirdly enough, the one place where I didn't have trouble 
where you would usually find a lot of censorship, where I didn't have trouble finding stuff on this, was TikTok. I want to show you a, a somewhat viral TikTok. It's got 30,000 likes on it that talks about this. Yeah, this is JT follows JC. Let's check this one out. You know, maybe they were trying to build a portal to hell at CERN. And that machine looks like an evil eyeball, doesn't it? And they built it right where the Bible says Satan dwells. And to the angel of the church in Pergamum write, The words of him who has a sharp two-edged sword, I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. Yet you hold fast my name, and you did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. Now I know what y'all thinking. Pergamum is in Turkey, not Switzerland. And Satan's throne is actually this. The Temple to Zeus. Yeah, Pergamum actually had a famous Temple to Zeus, and it even looks like a throne. But what it actually said was, Satan's throne was in Pergamum, but Antipas was killed where Satan dwells. So where was Antipas killed? Well, early Christians actually believed that Antipas was martyred in Geneva, Switzerland, at the Temple to Apollyon. He was burned in a brazen bull in Geneva, Switzerland. Wow. Whoa, so let me see if I got this straight. So Antipas was sacrificed to Apollyon, where CERN's at. The Bible says Satan dwells where CERN's at. And there's a statue to Shiva, the destroyer, where CERN's at. And Apollyon is actually mentioned by name in Revelation 9-11. And he's in the lowest part of hell, in the bottom's pit. Um, so what are they doing at CERN again? Yeah, probably opening a portal to hell. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's that's some strange stuff. So, in case you missed it, the Bible says that this particular martyr was killed where Satan dwells. Geneva, Switzerland. If if you if we know anything about the early church, it's that they kept really good track of their martyrs because anyone who was killed because they were a believer were not venerated the at least in in Protestantism not venerated the way that the Catholic Church does, but like really, really honored and remembered. It was it was a really big part of the way that Christianity was, especially in the early days. So when when early church history says someone was killed in a specific spot in a specific way, that is probably true. Really interesting that the Bible feels the need to, like, as a Christian, I don't believe that there any any little thing, any tiny piece of the genealogy, any throwaway line is actually a throwaway right. line. I think everything is there for a very specific reason. And those letters to the churches in in the first part of Revelation, they're pretty short. Like, yeah, and letters take a long time to get somewhere. So no one's putting anything in there that's that's not like really important. Right. So they're telling us where Satan lives. And it's right under CERN. It's right under CERN. It's right where the World Economic Forum is. <laughs> talking I'm about, sure it, everything's fine. You know, you know, talking about end time revelations, you know, the World Economic Forum that is trying to create a one world currency that's trying to control the world by 12 leaders and all of the, all, all that stuff too. So it's, it's just, it's all coincidence. Again, you said it earlier. When people tell you who they are, believe them. Believe them. Yeah. Let me, let me read you a little piece of revelation. So Revelation includes most of the prophecy in the Bible. There's, a, there's some end times prophecy that's in other places, like the book of Daniel. Isaiah, Daniel. But, yeah. yeah. But Revelation is where the bulk of it is. And so this is smack in the middle of the events that are described. So there's like three sets of events. There's It's three sets of seven events. So you've got the seven seals, 
and then the seven trumpets, and then the seven bowls, and then the end. Um, so this is smack in the middle of the trumpets. So trumpets are blown. Basically, John is John is writing this. He's seeing this vision of things to come, and, and each piece is like marked by this event. So the trumpet blows, and then he sees the event, and he's just kind of writing it down as he sees it. And you can you can kind of tell from Revelation that the writer doesn't understand what's happening. He's just writing down what he's seeing. Right. And it's very metaphorical. It's very kind of poetic. He's he's trying to use the words that he has to describe things that he has never seen before, really foreign things. So we've got, let me find it here. This is Revelation 9. Revelation 9. And the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth. Now, when the Bible says a star, generally that means a, a fallen angel or a an, an angelic being. I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. He opened the shaft of the bottomless pit, and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. Then from the smoke came locusts on the earth, and they were given power like the power of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any green plant or any tree, but only those people who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And at this point in Revelation, basically everyone has one of two marks. They either have the mark of the beast or the seal of God on their foreheads. And the mark of the beast is associated with that 666. That's just if you don't know that. They were allowed to torment them for five months, but not to kill them. And their torment will seek death, but not find it. I'm sorry. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings someone. And in those days, people will seek death, but not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. Um, in appearance, the locusts were like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were what looked like crowns of gold. Their faces were like human faces. Their hair like women's hair and their teeth like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the noise of their wings was like the noise of many chariots with horses rushing into battle. So these are like, these aren't locusts. These are these are demons. These are small but very scary demons. Yeah. They have tails and stings <clears throat> like scorpions and their power to hurt people for five months is in their tails. Here is the verse. They have, as king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek he is called Apollyon. Yeah, so you're talking about a bottomless pit <laughs> mm -hmm. where Apollyon dwells that's trying to mm -hmm. open doorways to mm -hmm. demonic beings. I have no idea. Like, I don't know what this sounds like. You know, it's, it's It doesn't sound like anything we've talked about tonight at all. <laughs> oh, uh, fun fact. Guess which uh, the very next trumpet is. The drying of the Euphrates, if I'm correct. Yeah, the very next trumpet is a, a four more big baddie demons being released from underneath the Euphrates. And isn't the Euphrates starting to dry up? Isn't that yeah. been in the news? It's currently drying up. It's currently revealing things people haven't seen in thousands of years. Artifacts, caves, possible... Possible cells. <laughs> Everything portals. Fine. Yeah. Wow. So, man, that's some crazy, crazy stuff. Um, did you have anything else you want to say before we head over to Rumble and uh, answer some questions and show some videos and stuff like that? I promised I would circle back to Babel. Yes. But like Saki, I could just not keep that promise. You could. Yeah. I will. <laughs>
So Babel, we think of if so if you don't know the story, basically in, in the Old Testament, this is before No, this is right after the flood. So the flood's already happened. After the flood, yeah. Yeah. So the floods already happened. The, the world got really, really evil, really, really violent. God destroyed everything with a flood. And then we reach a point where God's given this command to everybody to, to spread out across the earth, to like spread out, take dominion, be, be thrive, like spread out and thrive. And instead of doing that, everybody has just come into this one city and they're like huddling, like picture New York City, like everybody just insisting on living right up against each other instead of instead of spreading out. And they're like, no, we know what God told us. We don't want to do it. Instead, we're going to build a tower to God. We are going to open a portal to God. Like we're going to build a gateway to God. We're going to build a tower to God. Like that that's what Babel was. And what God says is, no. And what I'm going to do to stop you is confuse your languages. So from there was one language in the whole world. This is what the Bible says. And then from that day on, everybody who was working on this together suddenly couldn't, couldn't understand each other anymore. So they ended up just splitting off into their language groups and spreading out the way that they were supposed to. And now we have 23 different countries with lots of different languages coming back together in one place, we've got the UN, we've got the World Economic Forum, and we've got CERN trying to build another gateway to the gods. Right. It's a new Babel. It is. It's. It, I think that's exactly a new Babel. I think it's the same thing. I think. I think we've seen this. Uh, I think the Tower of Babel story too is also like a, a recurring thing that's happened. I think that mm-hmm. every time that that man tries to circumvent God or play God or be above God. Uh, in some way we see it come you know like i've heard um my whole life i've heard the the analogy of the titanic being like a small like example of this like the whole idea of the titanic was yeah. a ship even god can't sink well like, <laughs> that's what they called me. it that's what they called it so yeah i think i yeah. think we're seeing you know the same patterns throughout all of human history there was a battle in the civil war where the union general was like this is a battle not even not even God could lose or God couldn't even lose this for us or God couldn't even make us lose it or whatever. He said something similar right? and they lost really badly to a really tiny opposing force. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it's the same stories repeated over and over. It's one thing that you will learn through studying the Bibles. You'll see the same concepts and stories repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like, uh, sorry, I, I won't get into it right now, but it's, it's the same themes in the Bible repeated in the Bible, but it's also the same themes repeated in all of the different mythologies and all of right. the different pantheons. You have the <clears> same <throat> usual subject sub, suspects and some pantheons say, this is a good one. Actually, you know, the Bible says Apollyon is evil, but the Greeks, they loved Apollo. They worshiped Apollo. So, you know, there's but the usual subjects across <laughs> I find it really compelling when things pop up in different language groups. They all seem to right. understand this this being the, the exists. flood narrative being in every yeah part yeah. of the world. Yep. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys. We uh so much for tuning in this episode of Conspiracy Pills. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something really quick for our audio listeners. If you guys want, because uh, we we always take the show over to Rumble and we extend it a little bit. We are working on a locals we have a locals channel so it's conspiracypill.locals.com and you guys can go there and actually listen to the full version of the audio 
over there. We're going to be adding some exclusive content for people who want to come over and chip us five bucks a month to keep this show going. Um, so that's something. But even if even if you don't, even if you just want to follow us for free, the audio stuff is over there. The full episode is over there because I know not everybody can watch this stuff. I drive for a living, so I get it. Um, but we are going to head over to Rumble. I dropped that in the chat for anybody that wants to uh, ask us questions and continue this conversation. Thank you, Abby, for presenting this. This was a good one. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot to it. It's it's heavy. It's just like the the Pizzagate one. It's some heavy stuff. So I hope that we can uh, inform and entertain you guys at the same time. Uh, thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys over on Rumble. Yep. Yeah.